and welcome to The 100 Podcast. Zen Charlie here with you. Hope you're well. Today we're doing another of our team previews. This time around, it's the Northern Superchargers women, a side full of star power at the top of the order, and then lots of interesting domestic options with the ball. Charlie, this is a side that really is going to be boom or bust with their overseas stars. It's going to absolutely be box office. 100%. And what I think is quite interesting here is that in the lineup we projected for them, their overseas guns are one, two, and three in the batting order. So you're going to get them all top loaded very heavily in the batting lineup, which, as you say, is going to be very prone to a boom or bust approach. But whatever happens, it's going to be very exciting to watch. And let's get to those top three because it really is the crux of the side. Jemima Rodriguez was fantastic for the Superchargers last year, one of the players of the tournament. You've also got Laura Wolvart, who's been playing for South Africa against England. You'll have watched her on TV and seen how good she is. She's an absolutely class act. She's been, a, she's been around for a while now, but has only really kind of unlocked the true Laura Wolvart everyone was seeing two or three years ago. She's got the power game. She's got all the shots now. She's a proper dominant force. And then, you put in probably the most dynamic white ball batter in world cricket, Alyssa Healy, who obviously was supposed to come over last year and play in the tournament, wasn't able to because a lot of the Australians didn't come in. Now she comes in to keep wicket and bat at the top. So you have probably one of the players of the tournament last year, one of the most informed players who's going to be at the top for a decade plus in the Wolvar, and then the most exciting player to watch in Alyssa Healy, who can absolutely take innings away from you, as we saw in the World Cup final. This top three has got to be one of the best ever compiled in women's cricket. 100%. I think what's interesting in this in this competition is that there are going to be quite a lot of star-studded, top-heavy batting lineups here. But even with that in mind, this one for me is one of the ones that leaked off the page straight away as being quite possibly the best, I think. You know, I'm going to go out and say that I think it might be the best here. And even if you go lower down the order, you've got Holly Armitage, we predict, will come in at number four. She's been in brilliant this season in the Rachel Hayo Flint and in the Charlotte Edwards Cup. Alice Davis and Richards as well at number five. She's been playing Ringland recently. It's a really exciting batting unit. There is so much power there. I just think this is going to be a really enjoyable team to watch. They're going to go hard and it's going to be very fun. I think it'll be interesting to see how they go about it, though. You've got Holly Armitage, as you mentioned. She's averaging 58 in the Rachel Hafo Flint Trophy this year and over 37 in the Charles Edwards Cup. Her strike rate isn't phenomenal, but she's a very prolific run scorer. Then you've kind of got that engine room, say, of the exact two same cricketers, but a decade apart in Alice Davidson Richards and Jane Gunn, who are literally the exact same kind of player. So, so it's interesting. You've got that powerful top three who are going to be the entire side let's be frank that is the team they're going to be the ones who put the runs on the board and the rest are going to just kind of help them along it's interesting that when you have Armitage in good form and you have two very experienced international companions and Davidson Richards and Gunn there is some depth there so I expect we'll see Healy go go for it and then we'll see kind of uh, I'd imagine Rodriguez and Wolvart kind of compile a bit more but you know, it's nice that beyond that gun top three who are going to dominate this tournament for the Superchargers, they hope, there is some depth there. I think the problem is kind of, though, is when you go past Davidson Richards and Gunn, the kind of depth stops, at least in the side we've selected. Or you've got Lucy Hyam at seven, we think, who's a, a very nice player. But then at eight, we're going with four bowlers in Lindsay Smith, Katie Levick, Beth Langston and Kalia Moore. So 
there is room to pivot. We don't know if this is the exact side that they want to go with, but beyond the big three, Armitage and the all-rounders, you know, the depth isn't fantastic for them. So they're going to have to be really reliant on that top three. To be honest with you, I, I feel like when your top order is of that quality, you can kind of get away with that. You know, you can get away with basically playing to their strengths, backing them and saying, you know what, you're going to win us the game. I know it's a lot of pressure on three players alone. You know, there's 11 in a team. You can't necessarily back them to come off every game. But I don't think that's necessarily a problem that's unique to the Superchargers here. And I think they have possibly the best set of bankers in that kind of setup, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. And to be fair, I think it's a perfectly valid way of going about your cricket. I mean, you can talk about the balance all you want in your side, but if you're offered Alyssa Healy, Jamal Rodriguez and Laura Wolfart, you take all of them. I mean, it, it is genuinely, I don't, I, I don't think there's ever been a better three compiled to play in the shortest format of the game. Genuinely don't. I, I think it's properly fantastic. And look, they're going to have to carry the side, but as you said, it's worthwhile. My question is beyond the batting depth, will that bowling lineup be able to support them? Because when you have all three overseas as batters and they are all pure batters, you're going to have to depend on your domestic options. That's why in our uh, 11 that we predicted, we've gone with four bowlers. The kind of key options, obviously got Alice Davidson Richards and Jenny Gunn, two very experienced medium pacers. So they'll be useful. And I think their experience, Charlie, is going to be absolutely key. Jenny Gunn specifically has been around for years, one of the you know England's great players, Alice Davidson Richards, a very tough competitor. You know their experience to hold this bowling line together will be absolutely crucial. Yeah, for sure. I think Jenny Gunn coming back in is really interesting for me. I remember I'm pretty sure that the first ever game of women's cricket I watched was when Jenny Gunn was playing. It was a an England game at Chelmsford, I believe it must have been. To be honest, I didn't expect her to make a return, but I think it is genuinely exciting that she is. There is so much experience laid on there. And I don't think this is a half, half bad bowling attack. It's not as good as that top order. You know, there's no doubt about that. The batting is clearly the strong suit of this team, but I do think you have options there. And I think when you have the experience to rely on of Davidson, Richards and Gunn in particular, then, you know, I think it's going to work. I do think they're going to be crucial though, because I think when you look at their seam attack specifically, they're, they're probably going to have to bowl a lot of, you know, important overs though too. So their role in the kind of depth of the batting side and then, you know, really operating as one of the key bankers with the ball is going to be hugely important. So we talk about the pressure on the top order. I think the pressure on those two are key because, you know, as I said, this seam attack is kind of interesting. You've got Clear Moore there, who, you know, I think is a fantastic talent. A commonly rate of under five in the Charlotte Edwards Cup this year, eight wickets, 8.5. I think she's a star for the future. Obviously young, so... You know, you never quite know if it's going to go every game. I think she'll be great, but, you know, there's something there. And then we've got Beth Langston, the left armour. Five overs for 47 runs in the 2020-100. She wasn't particularly impressive. I always kind of uh, of compare her to uh, the fabulous Pradeep Sangwan. If you watch IPL, you've known Pradeep Sangwan. He's a left armour who swings the ball prestigiously at decent pace, always looks phenomenal, but then goes for quite a few runs. Beth Langston's the same. Left armour, bowls at decent pace, swings it in a lot, can be expensive. So with those two, you're probably going to need Gunn and uh, Davidson Richards to step up. But the reason that I want Langston is that side is to have that explosive wicket-taking option because if she can get going at the top, Charlie, her and Kalia Moore can really take wickets 
you know, they could end games very quickly with big totals on the board. 100%. You need that attacking intent. I think when you're balanced in this way, it makes sense for you to have that attacking option in your side, in your bowling attack. It doesn't go hard and look for wickets, particularly when you have two very economical bowlers in your side, also in Katie Levick and Lindsay Smith. Between those two spinners, you have a lot of control. You're going to have a lot of tight spells, I would imagine, which is all well and good. But if you can combine that with that aggressive intent of Langston, then I think you have a winning formula, potentially. Yeah, Lindsay Smith last year, nine wickets of 13.5, runs for ball of 0.92 in 2021, so less than a runner ball. She was fantastic, one of the best players in the tournament. Then Katie Levick, yeah, run for ball of 1.15 in 2021. You know, a leg spinner, a very unconventional leg spinner if you see her action. She looks quite weird, but she's been a banker for a long, long time. Uh, and I think also they're going to be crucial to this side as well. We talk about what Garland Davidson Rich is going to do. I think we're probably going to see Levick specifically bowl some sets in the power play then we might see a bit of Lindsay Smith there as well they're gonna have to take on key roles because with Kalia Moore being young and with Beth Langston being potentially you know a little bit expensive at times this side the way they've built the side with the two all-rounders and the two seamers maybe you can't fully depend on yet you know those spinners are going to be absolutely crucial to how this side works and their flexibility their versatility specifically you know across the innings is going to be massive for them charlie so it's a big responsibility for them to take but as we say if you're going to depend on two domestic spinners katie levick and lindsay smith are two of the best in the country yeah no doubt about it i think this is one of the better spin attacks you've got i think Having the ability to control the innings, to slow down the run rate is so important. It's so vital in this form of the game. When you've got those two who have proven to be very economical, they've got that track record, they're going to control it and they're going to set on the pace. And I think that's going to be a very important part of their setup. It also should be mentioned that Lucy Hyam can bowl as well. We've got a card that's about seven. Uh, I think she bowled three sets um, for the Trent Rockets last year, which is a disgrace because I, I think she's quite a tidy off spinner. So you've got that option as well. So you've got slow left arm, leggy, off spinner. So there's a nice balance there. So you do have, I think, you know, seven proper options. So they have got that versatility. And I think we talk a lot in the women's game, specifically when we do our previews, you know, having lots of options to turn to across the innings is crucial. You know, I think it would be an issue if you came in with these three big overseas and said, well, we haven't got much batting depth and we've only got five bowlers. You guys are going to have to carry it. But, you have two gun experience international rounds. You have two gun spinners. You have a really exciting seamer. You know, this side can come together really nicely. So there are concerns, sure, specifically about, you know, whether the bowling attack can be got after a bit and if that batting depth can hold up. But this is how we have big expectations for this tournament, surely, Charlie? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I... I'm always loath to make any sweeping predictions, mainly because I'll always make a fool of myself by doing them. However, if I were to make a prediction here, I think this team is well within the hunt for top three. I think that should be a given, particularly given that top three, if they fire, there is no reason why they can't get top three and further. That absolutely should be the aim for this side. With a gun top three like that, two very good leg spinners, two gun all-rounders, uh, Kalia Moore, who's our one to watch. I mentioned her stats earlier, uh, a comrade of under five from the Charlotte Edwards Cup this year. Really exciting young player. You've got all of the components, so they should frankly be fighting for the title. 
They absolutely should be. And I have very high expectations for them. Kalia Moore, though, I really do think her role is going to be as our one to watch. Exciting young Seema. You saw her last year. She was good. Now I do think she will have to step up, Charlie. When she is the clear number one Seema, as she is in the side, she will have to step up to make the side work. Yeah, of course. That, that's absolutely a fair comment. I feel like it's always the danger that when you've been exposed a little bit, when you've been out there, you know, you, when you come out in your first breakthrough season, an element of your success is always partly due to the fact that teams just don't know what to do with you. They haven't really seen a lot of you. There's an element of unfamiliarity there. This season, that might not be the case so much. So there is going to be that factor of batters are going to be prepared for her. They know what she's about. They know what she's going to do. Now. If she steps up, then brilliant. You know, if she can kind of double bluff that, step her game up and be ahead of the game, then brilliant. Uh, I'm backing into Lucid because I think she's a very talented operator. But, you know, it's not uncommon for players to have that kind of second season syndrome where they don't quite find their feet. But I don't think that happened to her. I think she'll be just grand. I think she'll do very well. In terms of our fantasy pick, there are so many options here. Charlie, I think it's kind of silly for us to, to really pick one. We've got Alyssa Healy, Rodriguez and Wilbur, who are all fantastic. I personally go Healy for that high strike rate. What I will say, however, I think there is potentially very good value in going for Alice Davidson-Richards. She's probably going to be bowling some important overs, specifically you know, with the lack of experience and kind of dependability of the seam attack. I think she'll get a lot of overs in key stages. And if she's carded to bat five and is going to be the instigator at the back of the innings you know Holly Armitage Jenny Gunn Lucy Heim aren't really going to be those death hitters she's going to be the one providing the power at the back I think there's lots of value for her as a fantasy pick yeah I'm totally with you there although in honesty I think you can pick anyone of Hayley Rodriguez Wolver and ADR and you're in you're in for a lot of points so yeah it like you say it is hard to narrow this down to just one pick but Davidson Richards is a very good shout here I think she'll bring a lot of value to your team we're playing on the cricket draft for our fancy team. If you want to go join our league at Podcast 100 on Twitter, we've got all the information there. But for now, thank you very much for listening to the Northern Supercharged Women's Team Preview. We are doing a preview for every single men and women's side. So go check out our feed for more of them and follow us on Twitter at Podcast 100 to keep up to date. So thank you very much for listening. We'll speak to you next time. 